I do a lot of Christmas concerts. A lot of times I'm required to do secular Christmas music. What's meaningful to me is the reason for the season, which is what I happen to believe in, right? So it was a blessing to me as I got to sing about what I believe it is about, which is Christ's birth. This is In Good Faith, listening to first-person experiences of faith and belief. On In Good Faith, it's our privilege to hear stories and accounts from believers told in their own words. Our hope is to listen with an open heart, celebrating the power of faith and belief and what those stories mean to the ones who tell them. She's an Emmy and Tony Award-winning actress and singer who's always been all about sharing her truth, whether it was popular, lar, or not. So it was a perfect fit when the directors of the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square invited our guests to headline this year's Christmas special, Angels Among Us. Kristen Chenoweth, thank you for speaking with me today in good faith. Thank you so much for having me. You must have sung a million Christmas songs. How do you figure out what to sing with the Tabernacle Choir? Luckily, I had Ron and I had Mac come and talk with me about it because I do have a million and one songs I want to sing for Christmas. I had a Christmas album out several years ago that I wanted to revisit some of those songs, especially ones that aren't as well known. There was a song that I always wanted to do and they were like, oh, we don't know. And then, you know, they kind of listened to it and they were like, yes. Which one was that? It was uh, Mary Did You Know. Then there was a song they brought to me and I was like, I don't know. And it's called Angels Among Us. Us, which is actually the title of this year's program and DVD and CD. It's now my one of my favorite songs ever. So I think what I'm trying to say is how much you, an artist, can learn from those who know what they're doing and also who are willing to listen to you as to what you might want to say. I was walking home one day from school. It was cold, and I decided to take a shortcut through my neighborhood. Of course, I got lost. It was getting late, and I was scared and by myself. But then something amazing happened. A kind old woman, she took my hand, and she led me home. Mama couldn't see her, oh, but she was standing there. I knew in my heart she wasn't answer to my prayer. Somewhere up above They come to you And me In our darkest hours To show us how to live To teach us how to give To guide us with a light of love Did you have to do this long distance? Yes, we did some of long distance But I was also very fortunate enough to have those gentlemen come to me in LA and New York so that we could have conversations and sit and talk and with the, with the director David sit and talk how we wanted it to be and look and I'm a, a comedian as well and I wanted to I wanted there to be humor in the in the piece and they were open to that they were just you know and I was open to like you I mean I got to sing classically and I got to sing fun and I got to play with the bells I mean I'm not going to confirm or deny whether I was good or not but we just had a lot of fun. It was family. 
Angels Among Us, you mentioned. Why have you come to like that so much? Because it talks about angels that sometimes come from any direction that we don't expect that God sends and are there for us. And in this particular song, the question is, is it a live person or is it an actual angel? I loved that. I think they may have been thinking of you, too, <laughs> when they chose that title. They haven't seen me in the mornings. <laughs> Ain't it kind of funny At the dark end of the road If someone lights the way With just a single ray of hope I believe there are angels among us First, you have to get over your intimidation when you walk into the room, which is an unobstructed, beautifully designed place. Let's just say that right off the top. Then the sound. I'm thinking, well, the sound is carpeted. It's not going to... No, then the sound's even better than you can imagine. Then you have this massive orchestra. And as you know, on Broadway and um, in symphonies, we are losing musicians by the droves because of the money that it takes to have these kinds of live orchestras and the amount of musicians on that stage to find out that they just want to do it and then the choir just wants to sing. It's truly, and I keep saying this over and over, but it is the truth. Music does bring the universe together. And we might not all agree on every single thing because we're human, but it's kind of hard to get mad at people or have them get mad at me or me get mad at them when we're all singing about the same thing that we believe in and it's musically based. Come on, ring those bells. Okay, so not a lot of people know that song, but I was a huge fan growing up of a Christian singer named Evie Turnquist. And she sang that song as well as another song called I'm Only Four Foot Eleven, But I'm Going to Heaven and It Makes Me Feel Ten Feet Tall. So Evie will always remain special to me. Everybody likes to take a holiday. Everybody likes to take a rest. Spending time together with the family Sharing lots of love and happiness Well, come on, ring those bells Like the Christmas tree Jesus is the King Born for you and me Come on, ring those bells Everybody sings Jesus, we remember this your birthday you sang that song, didn't you, at a National Baptist Convention? That you know that, sir, is really quite awesome. I was 12, and I sang at the Southern Baptist Convention, and I thought, what will I sing? I sang that, and I sang a song called Jesus, I Heard You Had a Big House. <laughs> <laughs> 
They sound like they have varying levels of inspirational impact, those two songs. They did, and the, it was about an audience of about 12,000, and my parents were like, are you nervous? I was like, no. I was going to go out there and sing my truth. Even then, I knew that people can't get mad at you if you're singing your truth. I mean, they don't, might not agree, but they can't get too mad at you. What was Christmas like for you as a child? What do you remember? The best time of the year. It's almost like every year, not that I would get the flu, but I would get so worked up and excited for it that like my body would ache because it's all the traditions. It's going to church the night before. It's my mom made a Thanksgiving meal that night. We read the Christmas story. We opened presents the next day. We had an amazing meal. Then other family members come. It's just so much. It's so much. It's like your kid in a candy store. And it just, the hits keep coming. The problem is that Christmas ends. So then like two days later, you're in a funk. You know, you're like, no, it can't be over. But, um, I just loved it. And, and also one tradition that we had that I still try to do in some capacity, no matter if I'm on the road or not, is my mom was very insistent that we make a dinner and bring it to people who didn't have dinner. That was a tradition and is a tradition still. And now when Christmas has passed, you put on the album. And now I put on the album. And my family this year, guess what, will be listening to me and the choir and the orchestra and the audience because they're a member of the of the piece too. They are an integral part. Every night was different. Everybody wanted to be there. And it just, you could feel the love in the room. Florence Birdwell. Is she still alive? She's still alive. She's not really with us, but she's still alive. Florence Birdwell was my mentor at OCU, is my mentor still. I still hear her voice. But every once in a while, I'll, I'll see her, and she'll say, Have you been practicing? And I'm thinking, she's still teaching. When I graduated, there was a young singer named Kelly O'Hara coming in because she'd seen me in a show and she wanted to study with that bird lady. Years later, we're in New York and Kelly's there and, you know, Kelly's coming here this year for the Christmas Spectacular with the choir and orchestra. And I have to say that Miss Birdwell has left her mark on this world. She definitely changed my life. She not only opened my voice up as a singer, but she also taught me about lyric 
and not to sing something if you don't mean it. She must be so proud. Oh, she is so proud. And her kids, you know, I've grown up with them. So her kids are now like my family. She actually lost her voice and became a teacher and then, and then worked through voice therapy to gain it back and then started a scholarship fund at, at OCU. I'm really proud to call her my teacher. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know? You did a couple pieces that have been done a lot. How do you make it be the Christian version of something like What Child Is This or Mary Did You Know? Mary Did You Know, I was intimidated a little bit because I love Reba's version of it so much. But I was like, just get back to the lyric. In both cases, I always think, get back to the lyric. What They have their version. Now you find yours. And that was something that was so great with Mac because he let me, he let me find my version of those. Mary Did You Know
I hear you have a new album coming out in 2019. Another new album? Yes, just came out. It's done really well. It's called For the Girls. It is my celebration to the women who come before me that made such an impact on my musical life. Singers like Peggy Lee, Eva Cassidy, Linda Ronstadt, Dolly Parton. Carol King, Dinah Washington, the list goes on. I invited Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson, Reba, and Dolly to sing with me, and they did. So I'm very proud of it, and I hope people will enjoy that as well. I had done What Child Is This on my album. In the special, people will see that I have kids around me singing, which I really wanted. Like I was telling them the story, right? About the birth of Christ. So it's even different from my record. So I love the fact that I got to continue to find new things with stuff I'd known. I do a lot of Christmas concerts. A lot of times I'm required to do secular Christmas music. What's meaningful to me is that fact that I have the opportunity, the reason for the season, which is what I happen to believe in, right? So what it was a blessing to me is I got to sing about what I believe it is about, which is Christ's birth. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Angels from the realms of glory wing your flight
Thanks for tuning in to In Good Faith. That's our time for today. Thanks to our guest, Kristen Chenoweth, for generously sharing her stories, her music, and her faith. Thanks also to Shadow Mountain Records and the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. In Good Faith is committed to the idea that we all benefit from hearing people of widely varying backgrounds share their personal experience with faith and belief. In fact, we think people with such experience deserve some of our best listening. Email us at ingoodfaith at byu.edu. Our Twitter is at ingoodfaithbyu. In Good Faith is a production of BYU Radio. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. I hope you'll join me again soon, right here in Good Faith.